Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, Megan Thompson here with Megan Thompson Coaching. And today in, in honor of the holiday season, we are going to take a little detour down Uh, fun and playful lane to cover more about why your sensitive child might be struggling during this holiday season, your sensitive teen. And if you are watching The Grinch this season, it can feel like you are observing the behavior going on in your home. And then we're going to talk about how to break out of that pattern. All right. So Again, uh, we help parents of sensitive kids break out of that meltdown cycle in as little as eight weeks. Parents of sensitive teens break out of the shutdown and isolation refusal cycle as well. And so we've been doing this for for many, many years and I've been, been a specialist working with highly sensitive kids for over a decade. But what I think is really important for you as a parent to observe is how to break out of this pattern yourself uh, consistently, right? So so you've been following us. We know what the, the meltdown cycle looks like. It's, it's hitting, kicking, screaming, exhaustion uh, in terms of, of fighting bedtimes and, and fighting wake up times, uh, frustration, trying to get out the door on time and just plain dread for you in the morning, wondering whether or not you'll have one or two or three or more meltdowns during the day and and even trying to avoid one of the day if it, if it happens weekly for you. But when we think about parenting a child who is highly sensitive, stuck in the meltdown cycle, it's really important to notice that there are underlying causes to this big emotional intensity that is not just related to whatever it is that you're trying to help your child do that day. So when we think about the holiday um, schedule and all of the things that you might be trying to do, you, you know, if you're gifting presents to your child, you might be trying to figure out how to make sure that every single child, if you have multiple kids, gets the exact number of gifts that they need in order to feel like everything's even Steven, everything is, is fair. Um, and, and it can be f- quite frustrating, not just from a, a logistics standpoint, trying to make sure that your children have a lovely and joyful holiday, but it can also feel frustrating because you might have an idea of, of what experiences you want for your ch- children this year, this season, and, and into next year. And when you're walking on eggshells trying to prevent meltdowns, you can really struggle to choose the gifts that you want your child to experience and that you want your child to grow into if your child has a different idea. And you're gonna be able to navigate that, right? Obviously, parenting a child, you know it's not all about you and what you want your kid to be interested in. That's not what I'm getting at. 
But what I'm getting at is being able to manage your child's uh, presence and gifts, interests, and family relationship interests in accordance with your family's values. You know, if you want to be able to teach your child how to accept gifts, gifts politely, how to uh, to to give gifts effectively and and politely, and understand the season is about family and togetherness and honoring um, loved ones and, and traditions and, and gifts are a bonus of, to that, right? Then it can feel really, really tiring when your child is just consistently and persistently asking you over and over and over again what they're gonna get and when they're gonna get it and whether or not they can open their presents early or, or, or you know, hunting around the house and you can't get them to, to honor the fact that you might have gotten shopping, gotten your shopping done a little early, right? And, and so this can, can really be quite draining on top of the regular challenges of supporting your sensitive child who is stuck in this meltdown cycle. Now, we know for sure that not all highly sensitive kids are stuck in meltdown cycles, but our specialty here at MTC is to help you break out of that pattern. Why? Because it's our mission here at MTC to support parents of sensitive children, to raise sensitive children who are emotionally in control and feel capable of solving their problems creatively. Because our life mission is to end suicidal thoughts and actions for highly sensitive people around the globe and to do that by serving parents of sensitive kids and then teens, uh, sensitive teens and, and their uh, and their parents before that cycle happens or becomes pervasive depending on the kiddo's age and, and needs. And this is really, really crucial because when we think about where you're stuck, it's so important for you as a parent to know that parenting a sensitive child who is stuck in the meltdown cycle is not the same as parenting a sensitive child, right? Those are two very different things. And, and uh, the meltdown cycle, daily meltdowns are not developmentally appropriate for children three or older. And even for children three and younger, daily meltdowns is draining for all of you. So I'm sure you know, as a problem solving parent, there's certainly room for improvement in that dynamic if your child is younger. When we think about being able to parent your sensitive child two through 18, and, and that's our specialty here at MTC, what we're gonna be focusing on is supporting you in breaking out of this pattern. And, and we'll talk about different themes and, and try to have some fun with it, right? Because obviously we know that, that the human brain learns best when it's having fun. But what do we learn? We need to learn specifically and strategically. That's why we don't sugarcoat things here at MTC. So we're gonna talk about the hard stuff. Now today we're gonna we're gonna keep it light because it's uh, the holiday season. We will address it through the lens of the Grinch <laughs> um, for those who have ever watched that movie, and uh, we'll focus on that because I want to cover how and why the Grinch has a lot in common with sensitive children who don't know how to regulate their emotions. And when we use metaphor, it can really help uh, you you um, take. Uh, a clear look at where your family is struggling and how to break out of that pattern. So we'll do that, okay? So we know for sure that the Grinch was struggling because he was trying to help Martha May and give her a present, right? And um, impressing her in a way that he thought was was best, uh, but he was bullied for, for that. And and people didn't like the what he was doing. They made fun of him and what happened? The Grinch exploded. He had big grand ideas of what he wanted to be able to do to show Martha May. 
and um, the the community didn't like it and so he didn't know how to manage his big emotions as a result he lost it um, and 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 made it worse right we think about highly sensitive kids who are stuck in that meltdown cycle they're not just stuck in the big amount meltdown uh, cycle and they're out of control um, for for a moment right you know your child hitting kicking screaming running away can often be throwing things, breaking things, um, punching siblings when siblings had nothing to do with it, right? Running up to you and, and hauling off and, and giving you a, um, giving you a, 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 a pop. And, and when you do that, when that's happening, um, it's important to, to notice your sensitive child who's out of control in those big emotions is really, really struggling to feel capable in the world and, and um, simply is, is not able to avoid making the problem even bigger than it is. And this is not just an as assessment of, you know, getting the wrong uh, type of toy, right? Or, or not getting to open presents right away. Or uh, let's take it back to, to um, practicality, right? Feeling bored because school and the regularity of school isn't here. Um, or, or wanting to um, not go back to, to school when, you know, when we see that big challenge that highly sensitive kids have returning back to routine after two weeks uh, break when they're stuck in the meltdown cycle too. And if you've been around the block parenting sensitive kid in this pattern, you know that uh, you're trying to, to relish this experience because come, come New Year's, you'll be experiencing the opposite of, of this challenge, right? Um, and, and so we think about uh, backing up and, and just observing the biggest uh, piece that, that your sensitive child is struggling with, it isn't that they don't know how to take deep breaths. It, is, it isn't that they don't know um, that their child, that their sister um, had nothing to do with whether or not um, they got to use a certain toy that day, right? Because um, she was across the room and, that, and, and running over and punching her has nothing to do with the, um, you know, you, you setting a limit, right? Um, What's important to, to notice is that your sensitive child, when they are struggling and having big emotions about a, about a problem, is that they're not able to manage that in a way that doesn't rise and grow and grow and grow like a roller coaster just going tick, 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 up, 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 and you never know when it's going to stop. And that same thing is happening as you see this um, challenge go up, up and up in intensity as it, it, what's happening in your own child's body and mind and heart. And that obviously is very scary for your kid. And so when we think about experiencing the world from a, from a place that the world scares you, um, we, I hope that that helps you observe how to, how to find a way to um, to see that your child is trying, but just doesn't have the skills, much like the Grinch. And so as a result, he made it worse. He isolated, went off on, onto this uh, big old hill, mountain, whatever you want to call it, and just said, nope, no more. Like, I, I am just not going to um, be around people anymore. And as a result, uh, he, he felt not only like he couldn't have relationships and he couldn't experience um, the world as he wanted it, uh, but also he wasn't, ha he didn't have the opportunity to build and foster new skills, right? And so for you as a parent, when you're noticing that your child needs to build those skills, 
that is all fine and dandy if you don't have to go to Aunt Sally Sue's house and she's the one who says that um, that we got to take turns opening presents <laughs> and um, dinner isn't served till four and the kids will figure it out, right? And, and all of those traditional perspectives of, of how to make um, the holidays pleasant for, for an entire family um, without much flexibility, right? And so when we think about being able to shift out of this, it can be really difficult as a parent to not want to run the show and not want to, you know, to, to try to avoid telling everybody that your kid just can't handle um, the, the way that, that things are in your family's traditions. And so as a result, you need to, to change it up. Now, I'm not saying don't advocate for your kid. If, if you have adults in your household who, you know, in your extended family who are berating your child, bullying your child, criticizing your child, obviously we want you to be able to advocate for their needs. We teach our clients to do the very same thing. But what we want you to be able to do is also observe that if that's not happening, uh, but you're fearful that it's going to happen. And, and so as a result, you're on the defensive and you're on edge and avoiding experiences with your loved ones, then that's obviously a, a pretty clear pattern and, and a problem that shouldn't be avoided, right? Um, we want you to be able to grow through that and spend time with your loved ones without having to walk on eggshells around your loved ones because you're embarrassed about your kid's behavior or um, not really sure how to help your child manage their big emotions in a way that's safe and uh, that, that can help them uh, maintain their own emotions uh, rather than just requiring them to hold it together with the threat of, of not getting to open presents uh, um, or having to leave early even though they enjoy their cousins or, or whatever it is that you're resorting to to try to create some sort of happy memories with your extended family. So when we think about the thing that, that most people um, miss and in, in why the Grinch was uh, struggling so much, it really is the fact that he didn't know how to manage his emotions and ask for help. And so as a result, hurt people hurt people, right? And so when we support your child and help you help your child manage those big emotions, it's really important to understand that, that your child's big emotions aren't for lack of, of um, and their big behaviors aren't for lack of trying to manage their big emotions, excuse me. And so um, to, to focus on being able to support your highly sensitive child and manage their big feelings, what's necessary is supporting you and learning how to playfully experience that even in dynamic situations like around family members, right? And so when we think about being able to break out of that pattern, you have to pay attention to shame. Now, the easiest way to add shame to a problem is to tell your child that they need to keep it together. Um, and, and, and what can be really tricky in navigating family relationships is when your child feels like all eyes are on them, right? They have to perform for adults when adults are the ones who need to be able to manage their own emotions and, and in charge of whether or not they can solve a problem or not and need to be able to notice that if they can't control a child because children are not to be uh, leashed and, and, and told what to do all day every day, and they need to be able to manage their own expectations about how children react to challenges. And, and 
not feel like they need to impulsively comment on every little thing that your child might be doing and that that seems to them inappropriate. With that being said, it's also very important to notice that your child who who might be behaving in an inappropriate manner, right? Yelling, screaming, um, you know, needing to, to, you know, stomping their feet and not being able to manage their big emotions. And, and as you see a meltdown coming on in, in public to include uh, your extended family's home, that's obviously a behavior that you want to be able to support them in, in regulating and avoiding, right? Um, then, then that is noticing that, that two things are true at the same time right? Your, your um, immediate or extended family has expectations of how they want to experience their holiday. And if your child doesn't have skills to manage their big emotions, then it's your job to, to prioritize that. So when we think about being able to support uh, that pattern and, and, and managing it, the, the goal is not just having an exit plan to leave the party early, right? Um, the goal is, and it's not just being able to overbuy and, and, and make sure you have backup presents for your kid just in case people buy things that, that you know your child isn't into, right? Um, you need to be able to support your child and avoid telling them that they can't handle life without special accommodations and in all circumstances to include um, family situations that are, that are um you know, for, for most family circumstances, and especially in holidays, um, there's a lot of opportunity to be flexible in those circumstances, right? Nobody has to necessarily be somewhere at a certain time um, with a certain regimented schedule, unless, of course, you're going to church or to um, synagogue or to, to any other sort of organized um, setting for, for some of your holiday uh, celebrations. And and so there, there can be a lot more opportunity for your child to grow and for your family to support your child and um, without the the um, regimented expectation of time right now with that being said holidays can can tend to take a lot of time so you want to be able to support your child in, in managing um, their ability to shift out of a uh, different schedule to be flexible in them in themselves because uh, they won't be able to plan the time of dinner. They won't be able to plan how, when they when you guys get home um, from from the family activity if you're traveling or where you sleep if you're staying over family, etc. And so noticing that you have a sensitive child doesn't mean that you keep your child locked in a box of, of routine, right? Because highly sensitive kids can crave variety too. Um, and, and it's really important to understand that if you're operating with that plan, that your kid is uh, likely getting the message that they're broken or that they're, they're not good enough to keep it together. And that's really important that you avoid that as well. So being a deep and emotionally feeling human who also thinks deeply and considers lots of different options takes a lot of energy. So it's we're not saying that you shouldn't give your kid breaks, but we want to make sure how and why you're giving those breaks to your child. Is it because um, you're on the cusp and you've been pushing it to the limit? Or is it because you know how to systematically help your child tolerate change in a way that allows them to grow and to foster relationships with extended relatives? So 
we think about being able to support your child, it's really important that your child learns from you that they can handle whatever challenges that they might uh, want to take on, especially as they age, right? Whether that be for your high school students that they want to take on a couple AP classes or honors classes or just complicated subjects like uh, calculus and at the, the, the general mainstream teaching level, right? Um, or uh, as they, they age even further, you know, if, if, you're, if you're a highly sensitive child who's so compassionate for, um, for animals, wants to be a veterinarian, that's a lot of school that they'll need to, to manage. And, and if that's their dream, then you want to be able to support them to persist through challenge, to, to, to manage their big emotions, and to tolerate the opinions of others who might be more cut and dry than they are, right? Um, and be able to do that in a way that is effective um, and, and leads them into their future rather than expecting them to have all the skills right away. So obviously we want you to be able to break down that shame cycle, support your child in feeling totally understood by you, not because you understand exactly what's running through their mind, but because you get the fact that they are big feeling kids who are learning how to generalize skills of regulating their emotions in all avenues of their life. And because you know for sure that the way your child learns those skills, because the research says it um, hands down, like uncontested, that highly sensitive kids learn best through their relationship with their parents. And so the work is for you to do. Um, the work is for you to do as a parent. And so when we think about being able to structure that and we help our parents, uh, our clients do that, the biggest and most important part of this is for you to understand how you're in your child's way of those skills and then how you are acting as the, the, the skill builder with your child. And you're teaching your child in a way that they are able to not only comprehend, but also understand uh, and implement consistently, right? We see so many kids just recite what they're supposed to do next time, um, whether it's because you were frustrated and you grilled them because, you know, you wanted to make sure that they didn't, quote unquote, misbehave in a different situation, or because uh, you went over it again and again and again and you asked them what they should do and they've heard it before, um, that doesn't matter because either uh, approach isn't teaching your child how to manage their big emotions in new situations. You need to be able to use a strategy that supports your child in receiving feedback from you in a way that they can actually hear it. Um, and that, that is important to break down shame. And when we break down that shame cycle, we support your child in noticing that they are capable, that they are not broken, and they know how to to, um, to support their experiences and, and not view themselves as an outcast like the Grinch did, even though he was green and had a beard. <laughs> um, then, then it's really important that that message for your child shows your child that they can do anything and that their differences do not define them nor uh, categorize what's possible for them. And in that process, that and only that process, will you be able to support your highly sensitive child in breaking out of feeling like they are uh, not only broken, but, but too different to succeed. So when you're struggling with trying to make this happen, right? We know, we know for, for parents of sensitive kids, you need to be able to, to get out of your own way figure out how you're setting yourself up to to assume that your child 
is going to fail or assume that your child is going to struggle in a way that doesn't allow your child to learn in the moment. You know you need to be able to help your child feel understood, not just by showing them that um, that their feelings are valid, but by just completely understanding where they're coming from, how their brain ticks, how they learn, and teaching them effectively, consistently, so that they feel not only in the moment when you're noticing their emotions, but also pervasively as you set up the family environment to support them, that they are understood. And then also giving them feedback, correcting your child, setting limits, um, expect setting expectations in a way that helps your child know that you you understand how far they can go, where they're where that they can reach their goals, that you can reach um, the goals for your family in the sense that all of your children follow through with your family's values, in a way that doesn't make you feel like you are just chained uh, to your family's experiences or that that some of you are limping along, right? All of you are able to leap into that freedom, and it's most effective if you have a professional support system in your corner, right? So when we think about being able to break out of this pattern, you want our support to do that, or you want to be able to break out of this pattern and and figure out whether or not we're a fit. The only way for us to know is to have a conversation, okay? Uh, There are many families that we speak to that are not a fit for what we do, and so we have to have a conversation about that. We need to be able to, to clearly understand where you're stuck and what your challenges are what your particular child's behavioral needs are, as well as their own emotional needs and their skill sets, what you've tried so far, and then uh, where you where you want to go, what your goals are, right? If you're if you're so frustrated, resentful, and aggravated that you have a really hard time finding hope, um, then then we might not be a fit. Right? We need parents to notice that the work that we require, the parents that, that break out of this cycle through our system, uh, requires a lot of work and a lot of persistence and, and, and um, so sometimes bullheadedness <laughs> in the sense that, uh, that you are not willing to go one more day watching your family suffer without taking bold and intelligent action on it. And uh, that requires uh, stamina, and, and, but uh, as well uh, resourcefulness, being able to reach out to, to those who are here to support you. You know, in that case, uh, rele- that what's relevant is, is our team. And so in order to be able to do that, to figure out whether or not we're a fit, we have to have that conversation. It has to be a mutual conversation. And um, that in and of itself will allow you to notice whether or not we can support you. We'll tell you exactly how that works and, and how, we, how we break it down for families who are struggling uh, like you. And with that being said, if there's something that uh, a, a different system or if you feel like a more f- uh, um, efficient approach is, is going to be relevant for your family, then we tell you exactly how that works on a phone call with, with one, a, member of our coach, a member of our coaching team. Okay, so how do you get there? MeganThompsonCoaching.com backslash talk or MeganThompsonCoaching.com backslash teen talk if you're parenting a sensitive teen. That's high school age and up. So even if your kid is 13, uh, the backslash talk is more appropriate for what we do here at MTC. Um, And so 
we use developmentally appropriate science, uh, research, and our decade plus of experience for all of the expert coaches on our team to understand how to ensure uh, that what we are advising you to do and, and what our recommendation is, is, is the most effective path for your particular family. So we look forward to having that conversation and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson. And we look forward to speaking to you soon.